When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Euphoria is over, but we are just getting started. My name is Grace. Yeah, we're covering. You thought we were going to let an HBO show air on Sunday nights and not cover it? Yeah, right. Uh, we're here. Uh, as I said, my name is Grace. I'm here with uh, my co host, Amon. Amon Edwin, how are you doing? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> not me coughing in the age of COVID right in your ears. <laughs> I am great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this show. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a show that I think I surprisingly found enjoying um, back in 2019. I've never really been a huge teen drama person, um, and then I'm sure people are probably listening to me say that. And like, I'm on you cover Glee, um, <laughs> but I'm there's no I'm drama a, in Glee, but, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's more it's more comedy over there. But in in any case, uh, you know, I'm more of a I'm a musical person for sure, and so that's that was my main draw to the show. Um, but in it, but in, in other aspects, I've never really been too drawn to that, um, to this style of show since getting a little older. Maybe back in you know the middle school days, I could you know I was watching Degrassi with the rest of us. But nowadays, I'm sort of like I like my drama to be a bit more uh, adult themed, I guess. But I think the thing that grabbed me about this show was that it does sort of examine um, the lives of teenagers and how much pressure they really are under um, in the age of social media, in the age of of today, really. Um, and not to say that teenagers today are have it any harder than teenagers of yesteryear, mm-hmm. but I think that the way that it's examined and the way that it's portrayed and the way that the story is told is a bit more... Um, 
I don't know what's the word for it. I don't want to use the word mature, but I don't know. It just feels it, it feels a little bit more. It speaks to me more. Yeah, I, I don't know how I sort of fell on the show. It might have just been like I was following Hunter Shaver uh, as a trans person. I have to make sure I follow any trans personality on Instagram mm. or I'm not doing my job. And so I think that's probably how I sort of discovered the show. And maybe Zendaya, too. Zendaya is incredible um, and has been in a lot of stuff before this and saw that they had the show. And I think I've always I've been a fan of I'm a fan of coming of age stories, but I don't feel like this feels yeah. this doesn't feel exactly coming of age. Um, but I think the thing about this show that was so stark right off the bat like the, it's called euphoria and the like graphics of this show right are like very light in tone and then the content is so dark and so like but but real i guess is the best way to to yes. put it um they are dealing with like real things that you know i, I certainly like i don't think that my I had quite as much maybe trauma as is happening in this show, but certainly, you know, um, drugs, sex, friendship, love, identity, like all of those major themes that the show hits on and feels like it's hitting on super well. Um, like it, it, again, I just think that that idea of it feeling really real and raw is what I thought really resonated about this show. Um, as I, as I watched that first season. Yeah. I think they I think they take it very seriously and it's not it's not a very I mean it has moments of camp right it has moments yeah. of comedy but I think that they do their best to to really portray um the experiences of uh of 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 Hunter well not Hunter well, what, what's oh my goodness I forget Hunter Jules, Jules! Yeah. <laughs> um ex ex to portray the experiences of Jules as a young trans woman um ex explain um, and portray Rue's drug addiction in the way that it's shot. I think that they do a they do a lot of good um, contrasting and things of that nature. And so it, it does feel you get it. You do you do get invested. You know, I mean, a, a lot of these characters can sort of fall into the same archetypes that we see in in teen dramas. But I think that there's like it's elevated to the point where um, I think anybody of any age could really could really enjoy this. And I and I agree with you. I am also a big fan of coming of age. And I think that's probably I think it leans a little bit more to that genre more so than teen drama. Cause I think those are two different things. Mm -hmm. so, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate the coming of age. Uh, and especially when it includes adult characters that get involved with these kids, because then you're, like I said before, there's so much contrast that can happen there and you get to watch adults sort of, deal with these teens when they think that they're adults and it's just it's it's really yeah. good it's good yeah we have these like they are teenagers I, I won't call them kids but they are teens who then like you know they they do have conflict with parental figures in, in yep. this show and you know i remember when i was a teen you think you sort of know it all or that your parents they don't understand you you know uh is probably the better way they don't understand what you're going through and th that's all very true in the show while they're also tackling like pretty intense subjects right um um substance abuse issues um uh, sexual uh, harassment sexual uh, abuse um you know gender identity um all of this, uh, all of these very intense subjects that they, they, I think they do a good job of like, it's, you know, there's a reason why like the spotlight is on this group of people, specifically Rue and Jules. But I think when I was looking, when I was um, sort of um, 
thinking back to the first season, the thing that I sort of forgot, it does really feel like the Rue and Jules story. It feels like a love story of those two people who are both going through their own um, things. But there's also this um, sort of ensemble of other characters. teens in the show that all have their own stuff going on. Nate uh, plays a huge role, obviously, in what's happening with Jules in the first season. But then there's uh, Maddie, who is Nate's uh, girlfriend, um, Cassie, who is, um, I think, Rue's childhood friend, um, mm-hmm. and then Kat, who um, is also a friend uh, in that friend group, um, who is dealing with some identity issues um, of her own. And like they just managed to hit on all of these different things with this ensemble cast that it it, I, I think the show really is the like Zendaya and Hunter Schaefer show, but there's enough else going on to make this show like um, really good and, and really uh, it fills it out. And I think um, next week we'll we'll do it. We'll have another preview show where we'll sort of recap what happened in season one and maybe make some predictions for where we think um, it's going in season two. I will say spoiler: Zendaya says season two is not going to be fun to watch. So Amon, are you happy that I <laughs> roped you into watch the show? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> at least if it's traumatic and hard, at least we can decompress and sort of commiserate together instead of having to just sort of, because I didn't really have too many people to watch this show with. Um, I think I, I didn't, I didn't really know about the show until, like, I think I'd seen stuff about it on social media, but, uh-huh. you know, first, because you know, it is Zendaya and Zendaya is sort of like, you know, becoming a, a, a very big star nowadays. Yes. Um, but I think it was a coworker of mine. I was working in a restaurant two years ago. And um, it was a coworker of mine. He was a little younger than than we are. I think he was like maybe like freshly twenty at the time. And so Zendaya is definitely more of his gig than it, she is mine. Not that I'm that that much older, but like he was like mm-hmm. all into it. Like he knew like oh my god, this is this show's gonna be incredible. Like he did like a lot of research about it. And so I think it was him that got me into the show. So I only really had him to talk about it with. So it'll be nice to have more people to talk about it because I think it has sort of grown in popularity. So. Hey Zendaya, if it's if, if it's a rough go of it, you know we all got support <laughs> systems out here this time. So yeah, that's true. We now we, we I feel like in season one I had no idea what I was getting into, right? Like it's called Euphoria, and and then it's so it there are moments in that show that are so dark. Um, mm-hmm. but at least yeah, we know we know now we know you can't trick us anymore, Euphoria. You we, cannot we, trick us anymore. We've got your number. Um, Fun fact: I um I did a little audition for Euphoria season two. <gasps> they were holding um some casting calls, and I think it's like they do like it's a little non traditional way that they do their auditioning process, which I think a lot of um networks are starting to do that now. Um, obviously did not get it, or else I probably wouldn't be sitting here right mm-hmm, now. Imagine <laughs> mm-hmm. was a plot twist. Like you actually the <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like. <laughs> Watch out for episode five. Yeah. Timestamp twenty minutes nineteen seconds. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I. They had like a little online casting call. The casting director put it out on on Instagram, saying, "Hey, DM us. Um, you know, all the basic information." And they were looking for people that weren't necessarily seasoned actors. They wanted just people to send in monologues that they that they've written themselves and show show us who we really are and things of that nature. And the the script that I had to do was pretty standard it was like you know this kid talking about his anxiety medication things of that nature obviously didn't get it but it was an interesting experience and if they continue to do stuff like that i'm definitely going to be there to to try again so well that's interesting that i think that speaks to sort of the realness that we feel from the show if they're looking for people who are not seasoned actors there is a way in which this show even just the acting i think the performances um they do feel i, I don't know it's a thing of like i think the difference there when you're talking about like coming of age and then the teen dramas is the teen dramas can, often written by adults can feel so 
you know, like cheesy, you melodramatic. Know? And, yeah. Yeah. And, and this show, it just does. I don't feel like it. it I don't feel like it feels vibe yes. It has. Yes. It feels so much more naturalistic. I think um, it feels more like each episode to me sort of feels a little bit more cinema as opposed to television. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like each is like a, a, a movie within its own. And I think that lends itself to the acting style. No, don't get me wrong. There are, you know, I might catch a little heat for this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We know Miss Zendaya won her Emmy. Yes, she show. did. Youngest, uh, uh, Emmy winner ever. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I am proud of her. I will say, I think that hers acting was the weakest. I don't ensemble. I'm not saying that she's Come not on. good, uh-huh. but I'm just saying if we're going to start throwing out Emmys, I'm like, some of your co-stars could have got those nominations too, girl. But anyway, what I'm saying is that I, I think it's, yes, the, the acting is much more, you know, we're going to film this scene. You're going to say these words the way that you would say them if you were not acting. Not, oh my God, look at this melodramatic scene of mm-hmm. her, uh, of them arguing about whether or not she should go to this party. It's not like, no, don't go. It's like, Jules, you know, you shouldn't go to that damn party, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. it feels very, very real, like how you'd be speaking with your normal friends. Yeah, uh, I agree. Let's, um, uh, I, I think, first of all, we're going to uh, let folks know they there will be a, a channel on the Post Show Recaps uh, patron Discord. So if you are a patron at the uh, $10 level, uh, if you're at the $5 level, you can also have access to the Discord. You can uh, chat about Euphoria with us in the television channel. At the $10 level, there'll be a Euphoria-specific uh, channel. Um, we're going to try to record these uh, Mondays, um, a day after the episode. So lots of time for people to um, get feedback in, um, send us your thoughts about the episode. I know some people have reached out already to say they're very excited um, that this is, um, that uh, Posha Recaps is going to be covering um, Euphoria. Again, we've talked a lot about like the topics that this show uh, covers. Um, for me personally, there's a lot in here that like um, resonates so much. So um, we're excited to chat with you um, about that, uh, about this upcoming season so um yeah hit there or um you know i'm on twitter at high from grace um i'm on where are you on on twitter you can find me at amon adwin a-m-a-n a-d-w-i-n yeah so chat with us about the show um we'll get to as much feedback um uh, during the episode recap as we can uh we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna throw it to our sponsors we come back we're gonna chat more about euphoria with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back. Um, You're talking about um, Zendaya's performance um as as Rue maybe not being um as up there um but a really interesting cast mostly newcomers to to i think tv especially hbo uh mm-hmm. hunter schaefer uh, this being one of their first acting um performances um but i think um there's alex demi i think is uh nate's uh girlfriend uh nate is played by jacob uh Alordi. we have mod apatow the daughter of judd apatow uh in this in the show uh playing mm-hmm. uh, lexi Rochelle. any any like stand and you, I mean, it said Zendaya is maybe not the best. Who would you say is like the star performer of this of the show? Uh, yes. Um, uh, is her name Alex or Alexa? I thought it was Alexa. Is it Alex? Uh, uh, oh, Alexa Demi. Yes, I said? Alexa, yeah. Alexa Demi. Yeah, plays def- Maddie. Yes, definitely yeah. a standout. Um, alongside her love interest Jacob Elordi. I think both of them had um such interesting arcs and a lot of room to play. Um, with a lot of their scenes together, I think that they were great. Obviously, Hunter Schaefer um, did a did a fantastic job. I think you know, and, I, and let me amend a little bit of what I said about Zendaya before some of you start coming for me. I think she did a great job. I think that she did a wonderful job. But I think maybe, maybe, maybe for me, I think so many of the other characters, their storylines were so much more compelling. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that I think that I, I hope it's my hope that. Um, Zendaya gets to explore a lot more um, in the second season because I think there were times where I, we were watching her seasons and I was like, I kind of want to get back to what uh, what's going on, Maddie. Let me go back over there. So uh-huh. that's that's sort of where I'm at with that. But I think yeah, I think there were so many. Um, oh, I forget the kid, the uh, guy's name. He was a black guy. Um, I think he was dating. He had he had the braids in his head. Uh, McKay, uh, yes. Smith, I think is the yes, yeah. He was great to watch as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's so many of them. So many of them. Really great. I mean, I. I. I mean, it will be no secret to people who know me as a trans woman was like very engaged by Hunter Schaefer's performance as Jules. I think that the thing for me that this show did really well, and it's it's quite unbelievable that they were able to do this because in the first episode, Jules' story is that of meeting an older man who we find out, uh, uh, well, well, I'll say the spoilers for who that, who that is, uh, for next week, but, uh, meets an older man and is engaging in a sexual act very early on in the show. It's basically like the first introduction, um, to Jules. And yet I feel in some way that like, this is one of the best representation of, trans women i've seen maybe arguably other than pose i think pose probably is on the you know uh, on the podium uh in the number one position mm-hmm. for the best representation um but jules perform like the the characterization of jules here is so good and i you know and i do i do quite love i didn't think i was gonna love the rue and jules 
uh, relationship of it all, this like love story. But I think that their uh, relationship works really well. And uh, I'm not going to get too much into spoilers about what's happening, but I mean, very immediately, we know that Rue is struggling, uh, is a recovering um, addict um, and has gone to rehab. That's like sort of where the show sets us up is her coming back um, from rehab uh, in the summer um, after her sister um, has found her unconscious and um we very clearly know what had happened to rue we know rue's backstory we know that this was the traumatic event the inciting incident to to sort of lead us to where we meet rue and jules is almost the opposite we know that there is trauma there and i don't think that all of it is necessarily i don't think it actually is trans trauma i think that um something has happened with her parents um but we it's such a like a mystery and i think that dichotomy of like them both working through something sort of uh, trying to maybe work through it together and yet um we know so much about where like where rue is coming from maybe don't know where she's going and then we sort of are we don't know what has happened with jules and why she's sort of on the path that she is that makes the show quite compelling at least early on in terms of um and and the performances again they're both struggling with these pretty um heavy things these pretty impactful things um and are trying to navigate them both as teenagers uh in the world Mm. makes for very compelling television yeah, um, and it's nice to see um, that I mean her family uh, that the, that there is there are pockets of acceptance there because I, yeah. I think you know we see a lot of the same stories and it's because it's such a it's such a you know prominent narrative for a lot of queer people trans people that your family is not there for you um, but that's not always the case for people and even yeah. if it's that even if that's not the case for you just because you know um, one or both of your parents are in support. Uh, of who you are, that doesn't mean that you're still not going to experience trauma because it's still going to come from outside of the home. It's still going to come from within. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it was nice to sort of have that sort of representation of, yeah, I mean, she's obviously not going, I mean, she has some places that she can go, but that does not discredit the isolation that is still everywhere else. Um, And just how yeah. much, I, the thing about um Jules and, and, uh, Zendaya's character, what's her name again? Oh my god, forgetting all their names. Ruins Jules. Yeah, I think I, I sort of loved the fact that there is so much shared trauma there, and I think they yeah really trauma bond here. And there's a bit of an examination as to whether or not that is healthy. Like, should they be <laughs> yes. best? Should yes. they be best friends? Very much. Are they so. making yeah. each other worse? Like, what's going on here? And I thought I think that that's not really. Exp- that that's not a story that I'm at, that I'm at least used to 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 looking at and hearing and seeing. So that was I that was something that was really cool to watch. Yeah, and I almost think like the idea of whether or not like Jules is accepted is really interesting. I I don't feel like that's really the story. I was fully expecting yeah. this show when they have a trans woman lead uh, or co-star for it to be so prominent in episode one that like uh, Jules goes to a, after she uh, hooks up, she goes to a party and you're, I'm just waiting for it to be like, uh, like the, the, you know, any, uh, transgender slur to be thrown around like for her to be like kicked out because she's just it really doesn't come up like socially she, the idea is that she's sort of like new and i guess it's like a little bit of like she has like um stealth like privilege she's able to like blend in but also um like i think that there the show actually does explore sexuality um mm-hmm. i mean with with jewels and rue i mean they're you know they're um 
It's a love story between them, but very heavily with the character of Nate um, and uh, the complicated individual <laughs> that that mm-hmm. Nate is um, and everything that goes along with him who and, and his father, um, who his father is also like hiding things from his family. And I thought just like all of that, it could have felt so tropey. It could have, you know, and I'm sure that there are people out there who feel like it was. But for me, I thought that was a really compelling story. Um, we'll get more into it next week, but like, yeah, Nate is somebody who's clearly sort of struggling with his own identity, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, the reasons why he has certain, um, interests in terms of, um, you know, different sexualities, different genders, different, uh, people. And he's just trying to like explore that and figure it out while also being a rich white guy who doesn't know how to like properly act, uh, and, 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 you know, it gets quite awful as we get to know next week but I, I thought the performance there from jacob uh Alordi as nate is is such an interesting um, thing and again i wasn't expect i thought that like the all of the stuff about like gender sexuality would all just come from like it would all be on the weight of hunter schaefer and it really wasn't the show goes gets much deeper than just jewels yeah it really is a shared load this is truly an ensemble cast um in like what you were getting at before and that we do get the nice spread and the archetypes are subverting in a lot of ways, which within its own right can become a bit cheesy sometimes. Like I feel like sure. we're in we're, before it was the age of the archetype. Now it's in the age of like archetypes that that are going to have a little twist to them. Sometimes, so, sometimes <laughs> it can get a little heavy handed, but I don't, I don't think that that was the case here. I felt like everything was very engaging. Like they didn't, I don't think that they really tried to pull any punches here. I think that they, they gave you what it was like, here's this rich white guy, um, and he is struggling. Like it's yeah. <laughs> there's there's uh-huh. lots going on here, and uh-huh. some of it some of it is self imposed. Some of it is imposed from everyone else. But it is what it is, and he's going to have to work through it. And if he doesn't, then we'll, we'll tell that story as well. Like they they went wherever they wanted to go with this. I think it's why like teen stories, like coming of age stories, work so well for me because you can have this guy who is uh, truly awful to people around him, and yet. He's, I mean, old enough to know that these, this is probably wrong. And yet he's also still like young. They say your brain doesn't develop until you're like 25, fully develop, right? Until you're like 25. So Mm -hmm. like, I just think the complexities of, of characters at this age and like they're like mid to late teens is so interesting. And, And specifically, I think of somebody like Nate who, yeah, he like knows when he's doing something wrong and also can he just not do the wrong thing? Like, no, because of like the situation that he's in. And I just think that that like complexity is so interesting. It's not so clearly black and white. Um, although I guess some of his behavior is, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I, you know, I, I think I'm probably at least coming into season two, probably the most interested to see where he lands um, because yeah, he, they put him through the ringer. I hope, and I hope, oh, I hope that season two doesn't have a slump. I think, well, but then again, if for Zendaya to say that this is going to be something hard to watch, then that leads me to believe this is going to be anything but a second season slump. Because uh, if we're going to be mad, then <laughs> <laughs> that's better than being bored. <laughs> yeah, I would totally agree. I do, I do worry about that. I mean, I have a little bit of faith, like the HBO shows, I think sometimes, um, 
you know, I trust HBO a little bit if they greenlight something for another season that it's worth, uh, the story is worth exploring. Um, I'm certainly excited based on where we left off at the end of season one. I'm definitely excited um, to see how that, like, you know, it, uh, all the dust settles, um, but it sounds like perhaps it's not going um, to settle. Um, I'll, I'll speak personally here. I, I think we talked a little bit about Rue's performance, but um, I mean, I, I, I do, I think it's uh, stellar. I agree that there are probably other people who deserve uh, credit for their performances in season one. I do, I do not personally have experience with uh, addiction or substance abuse um, issues. Although I will say just like candidly in my family, we dealt with a lot of this and that's where like, I really find uh, Gia is Rue's younger sister. Um, and, and Leslie is Rue's mom. Um, the stuff between them is, and, and Gia specifically of like sort of being the younger sister, but also needing to be the one to sort of look out for her, uh, sister, the one who was there and found her, uh, fortunately, as we, we see it early in episode one before things, um, get bad. Um, it's all just like, it's, it's super well done. I, I, I like that. Um, in this, show uh addiction is you know and especially in a teen show it's not this straightforward line of like you uh use and and you know that the whole thing of like you hit rock bottom and then you go to rehab and then you're good it's it's so much more complicated than that and all of the things yeah. that can like trigger addiction in the way that um uh you know in my personal experience with somebody who dealt with addiction the way it manifests in so many different ways. Um, and I just think the show, the portrayal of it is really good. I was chatting with somebody on the discord who, who just said like, as somebody who has dealt with substance issues like this, the show hits it, the nail on the head in the same way that I was feeling like the show does a really tremendous job with jewels and trans representation, trans identity and how complicated that is. I didn't transition as a teen, but I can, you know, only under, you know, still went through that process and and how complicated um it can be and you feel like you're um you're playing on stereotypes and you, you shouldn't be doing that but also stereotypes are the only way that like people uh prove i think the specials the two specials that were done uh about a year ago are really tremendous and and worth watching and i don't think they like advance the plot a lot but they really are like deep dives into who rue and jules are and um anyway i just think that like those two storylines i think this is a show that's why i gravitated to the show um or maybe not gravitated to it, but why it kept me around was i was just feeling like specifically rue struggling with a substance abuse issues and uh jules um being a trans person trying to like figure all that out as a teen um it's just it's just really well written stuff that feels really authentic and, and um yeah, I just want to commend them on that. So I'm very excited to dive into season two and hopefully they're able to continue that. No slumps. Yeah, no slumps over here. And I agree. I think that the uh, the substance abuse stuff was very well done because, yeah, I mean, I, th I think we do sort of get um, uh, attached to this linear idea of how addiction works and how you get better. It's like you... It happens you go to rehab recovery yada 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 and it really is so much more complicated than that and i i appreciate that they sort of um portrayed just how much it it messes you up mentally as well how you know this is you know these are real life chemicals that affect you you know what i mean and once you're once you've i think that they did they, they really told the story well of how sometimes when for some addicts it is very very hard to go back to a sense of normal because you're just you're even in recovery you're still fixing for that high and so the depression that sets in the anxiety that sets in 
I think that that was, I think that that was told very well, and it really makes everything so much more harder to watch when you see those moments of relapse happen, even when you understand it, which I think is pretty much just the show projecting back onto us the frustrations that people that have addictions and their families go through. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just hard. And it's, it's something that I think deserves so much more time and emphasis and care and research because right now someone is going through it right now at this very minute, millions of people are going through it. And I think that this story did a good job of portraying what that's like. I, I think the piece series you said that um, they do a really good job of it, like how much like the ways in which it impacts Rue. Um, I think that's totally true. I think for me, again, like a little bit biased, like I'm coming from my relationship with like substance abuse issues coming from um, like it being somebody else. And so not right. being the person who's dealing with it. I just think the like the the way that the show shows us that like Rue, Rue makes decisions that again this kind of like relates back to what I was talking about before with like Nate, and especially as like her as a teenager, like it's, I can't blame Rue entirely for doing it. Although you do have to put some onus of ownership over right. that person making a right. decision. And so the complicated feeling of being the mom or the sister is that, you know, your kid is make like, they are ultimately making decisions and you have to figure out how to help them not make that decision. And, and yet, it's hard when they make that decision exactly that. And like, it affects you. Um, and it might affect you because, uh, it might like literally just affect you. Like you, like if you get yelled at or you like, you're, you're fighting or like physically get in a fight or, um, I know in my personal, like, you know, I, I couldn't have money out because it would just go missing, you know, like, so financially Mm, it affected me. And that's like a frustrating decision because like, I know that like, the person is not doing it to intentionally harm me, but they are harming me. So there's this, all this complicated yeah, emotion. Oh so, yes. It's... And I, and the show, I think like portrays that really, really mm-hmm. well Um, in that we had sympathize me... with Rue, but I also sympathize with her mother and her right. sister. And, it had me, yeah. it had me like being in a weird, especially some of those scenes where they're arguing with each other. It, it had me being like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why would you treat your daughter this way? But then at the same time, it's like, no, treat your daughter that way. Like, your daughter is on yeah. some mess right now. And yeah, it was, it's hard. Man. It's it, like it, having that like line of being like, okay, I'm like, you know, the like moment of like, I'm cutting you off is like the hardest thing you could ever do as a, you know, to be like, I need you to not do what you're doing. And also like, it, it feels like often the wrong thing to do as well. Right. It feels like, you, yeah, you're like abandoning your kid when they like also need you, you know? And it's just like, it's so complicated. And I think again, the show just like does it really well. Um, I don't know. I'm wondering maybe if we should say like, you know, if people have been listening to this and like are still on the fence about watching it like is there a pitch we could give them a mom like is there is there a reason why people should join us on this journey um you know we're going to cover uh recap season one next week people could take some time and and, uh and watch it it's uh, eight episodes plus the two christmas specials and then we're going to dive into season two like why should people come on this ride with us why why is euphoria the show that they should be watching I mean, I think if you really want to uh, learn a little bit about other communities that you might not be a part of or learn more about the communities of which you are a part of, because I consider myself someone who's queer. Um, and I think that there are there's so much about queer culture that I sort of, 
gleaned from not only not not just I wouldn't credit just Euphoria with this, but other shows as well. But I think that that I think that, I think there's a lot of self discovery at least for me because I'm not too far removed from high school. So I I found myself thinking a lot about my own experiences and comparing them. And I don't think that this is a very voyeur. This isn't a very voyeuristic show. I think mm-hmm. that as we just stated, this show really takes you for a ride. And I feel like if you want to be moved by something, I think that this show will do that for you because. Uh, yeah, just I mean, just thinking about some of these scenes as I'm as I'm remembering them now, had me feel in all types of ways: angry, pissed off, sad, happy. So, I think it's some. I think it's a show that leaves a mark, and it might not be for everyone. It is. It is. It can be very tough to watch. So, yes, definitely 100%. very you know trigger warnings for those people out there. But I I think it, I think it's worth it. I think that I think that they're doing good job, good work here, and I hope that they continue it into season two. Yeah, I think that's like a really good way to, uh, to put it. it. They explore topics that are um, really, really tough, really uh, intense. Like we've talked a lot, a lot of, uh, about a lot of them: um, uh, substance abuse, uh, you know, gender identity, uh, sexuality. Also, um, uh, like there's a whole storyline with um, a cat. I think it's played by Barbie Ferreira, um, who's like decides she can make money uh, by being like a webcam girl, you know, and like the complications of her being a teenager who is like finds a following is able to do that. Like it's very complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just think it's yeah, it's it's really well written. Um, Explores stuff. I think you're right you got to be in the right headspace for like an episode of euphoria because most of the time you're going to come out of the episode being like, I think I'm sad, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was tough. Uh, there are moments of euphoria in it, but ironically uh, the show does not, is not uh, overwhelmingly euphoric, I would say, uh, yeah. but it's just, it's just, it's just really well done. It's well written. It's well acted. I think, you know, it can be hit and miss with teen teen actors and actresses so um yeah i think definitely worth checking out come on the ride we're gonna be here after each episode to to recap what we saw uh, along the way so yeah and it's an hbo i think it's a prestige drama at this point it won yeah an, she won an emmy zendaya so yeah think. it's an that emmy award-winning it, series yep yeah yeah, and I, and you know, now that you're saying that, I wonder. Like, I'm, I'm thinking more and more about the, the, the naming of the show, like Euphoria, like because it, it is very rough to watch that a lot of the time. And I wonder if, like, the name of it is supposed to sort of be like, you know, not to get all deep, but like it's no get deep. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it shows just how much you know we as when you're a teenager, just how much you are sort of dealing with, and how much you just want, you want like peace you want happiness and you want just to be liked you want people to love you things of that is you want acceptance you want community you want all of these things that would make you feel euphoria and just how much how far are you willing to go to engage in like these hedonistic acts to get that euphoria to get that high is it drug abuse is it is it is it um having sex with people out of your age range is it having is it going back with someone who abuses you but you sort of like the torment of it like i feel like it really ties itself into just how far you're willing to go to get that euphoria and i, I totally agree that's like uh and spot on and it's at this age where you are the it's the first time in your life really where you are you have the independence to be able most people at this age sort of you have the independence to be able to like push the boundaries of that to go and get it the first time you're at parties without your parents the first time you um are might be able to be alone uh with somebody you know and um exploring you know 
the sex. So, uh, and, and friendships too, just friendships, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, Rue, that's a lot of what Rue and Jules are just trying to figure out, right? Like in the, they're pushing back on their friendships. There's this like very poignant scene in season one where, um, Jules is actually, um, going to go meet up with somebody who she's been texting with and they're going to meet, go meet at after dark. And Rue is just like, no, you can't do that. And, mm-hmm. and Jules pushed back. She's like, I've been in much unsafer positions than that. And Rue's like, it doesn't matter. I just, I don't want you to be unsafe, you know? And, and that's in that moment, there is a little bit of like, Rue clearly is crushing on Jules. Uh, but right. there is just like, it is like a friendship thing of like, I want to protect you. And I don't, you know, what you're doing is not in your best interest, but they're like pushing uh, this, this push and pull that they're having. It's, it's just, it's, it's really good. Um, and a perfect time, I think to like set them, you know, to set a show when they're teens, when, yeah, they can be vying for these, for these moments of euphoria. Yeah. Well, you know, I will say that I am glad that we're going to start this journey after the holidays because I would <laughs> like to remain uh-huh. in joyful, cheerful, magical cheer right now. And I will deal with this crazy ass <laughs> show in the new year. <laughs> we're really like pessimistic. Like the last few years have been tough. Why don't we start 2022 off with <laughs> yeah. this dark HBO show? <laughs> real, make me real cry. dark. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, anything else before we, before we wrap it up, we'll be back next week, uh, with the season one recap. Um, no, I think that's it for me. Thanks for asking me to be a part of this. I'm, I'm excited. I think this will be, I think this will elevate my experience watching the show and I hope that it does the same for you. I hope that you convinced some newcomers to come along. I think it should be great. Yeah. And there are some people who we didn't have to convince who were already on this, uh, you know, on the euphoria bandwagon who I'm sure will join us along the way uh before we go aman what else do you have going on in the world um if you are a glee fan if you don't already know i do have a, a glee podcast called the choir room um over with matt Lagori. so you can always check that out we've got over 200 episodes right at this point grace has been a guest yeah. on the show yeah so definitely uh check that out um and drag race is kicking back up again so i will be back with liana and beth to talk all things Drag Race season 14. I can't believe we're on season 14, 14 already. Oh my God. No, it doesn't even sound right coming That's out of my wild. mouth. Well, um, so yeah, those are, the, those are the main things right now. Probably because it's not actually the fourth. <laughs> I feel like this is actually like the 57th season. Yeah, exactly. Show it's in just, the past year. <laughs> 14 times 14. Like it's yeah, crazy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Um, I, the other stuff I have going on, uh, weekly movie coverage over on Post Show Recaps uh, with my co-host Ariel, talking all sorts of movies um, uh, as we head into 2022. Um, also on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, you can find me on twitch.tv slash dmphilly playing Dungeons & Dragons in space. It's been very fun. And occasionally <laughs> on some Fridays, um, we play a game called Humblewood, um, which is where we all play like furry animal creatures who live in the woods playing Dungeons & Dragons. I play a raccoon, a little sneaky raccoon um who loves to eat trash but won't admit it uh, it's great um uh, yes yeah, so that's what else I, I have going on um until then uh we'll see you we'll see you next week all right bye, bye. lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.